You're listening to The Whole Truth, a Resources Rising Stars podcast. Welcome to a fantastic episode of The Whole Truth podcast. I'm Paul Armstrong. This is an episode that no investor in small and mid-cap stocks can afford to miss, particularly if you're in the lithium space. It took us a while to get our head around this story, as you'll hear from the podcast, but in fact, this exploration story is about as simple as it gets. Astute Metals is drilling for lithium in Nevada, but you won't hear the word pegmatite, you won't hear the word spodumene. All you'll hear about is a great big lump of rock referred to as clay-hosted lithium. They've drilled one hole and got some very promising results. They'll drill two more holes in October to follow them up. But the real story isn't so much about the deposit, if you like, it's really about the processing option. Unlike the lithium that we're all so familiar with in Australia, where the pegmatites are processed, it produces a 6% concentrate, which bear in mind means 94% waste, is then shipped off to Asia or wherever for processing. At Astute's project, the proposal is that they would put the mined material into the front of the plant, and out at the end of that plant would come virtually pure lithium that would go straight to the battery manufacturers, bringing in the order at the current market of about $20,000 a tonne. The margins would be huge, the cash flow would be huge, and at a market cap of $15 million, the leverage is bigger than you could get your mind around. General Manager Exploration, Matt Healy, has been over there on the ground. He's given us a great uh, explanation in words of one syllable or less of the opportunity here. It is, as I say, as simple as it gets. Have a listen to it, have a look at the story and the results that have just come out, and brace yourself for what would well be one of the lithium stories of the year. Matt, is Astute Metals an astute investment? Oh, absolutely, Paul. Yeah, you'd, say, you'd say that, though, wouldn't you? You're the, you're the general <laughs> manager of exploration of the company. Clearly, you, you've, you're tied to the mast here. Mm. Well, what has the company got going for it? Oh, look, look. the number one that we've got going for us is uh, a series of lithium projects in Nevada uh, where we're exporting for uh, lithium claystone deposits. And so let, let me stop you there because you've just, you've just thrown a spanner right in the works for investors there. People here are becoming increasingly au fait with lithium, lithium exploration, but there's a few words that are always bandied about in that context, aren't they? There's, we hear about pegmatites, we hear about spodumene-bearing pegmatites, uh, we don't hear about clay-hosted. Clay-hosted is a phrase we hear about with in the search for rare earths. So what what are clay-hosted, what is the clay-hosted lithium project? Yeah, well, look, um, in, in Nevada, they've got some really unique geology. Um, the the valleys and a number of the valleys are filled with a, um, a claystone sediment and the claystone actually contains uh, lithium mineralization. So the the key difference between these and, and pegmatites is uh, number one is probably scale. So these things can go for kilometers. So you don't have pegmatites? No, we don't we, have pegmatites. We won't read the word pegmatites. No. One of the most overused words in ASX releases these days. We won't see pegmatites in an astute metals release no not they won't be ours i might compare them to the pegmatites but and for good and for good reason so the 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 lithium at the altair project Mm. in nevada is not hosted in a pegmatite no the lithium is 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 bound weekly in in clay stones and when you say clay stones are we talking zillions of pieces of gravel that would run through your fingers are we talking one almighty boulder it's it's a generally they're continuous layers of of rock, 
and and the clay clay stones are a fine rock, and that's um, that's partly what attracts the lithium. So the lithium is disseminated through a big rock, much more the way we are familiar with perhaps gold in quartz, for example. Yeah, absolutely. So so it's disseminated. I mean, there's high grade zones, there's low grade zones. You get those, but broadly, uh, um, it, it's disseminated through the rock. So at a simple level, this is a lot easier to explore for and arguably easier to mine because you've just got one big rock that you're going to dig up and process. Yeah. And in fact, there's a project to the north of us that has about 10 kilometres of, of, of uh, continuous lithium mineralisation. And and this stone, it's not really plural, is it? It's, it's a, it's a clay-hosted stone. Mm. This this stone is, what, a, a soft substance almost? Yeah, look, it's relatively soft. It's not. It's, it's nothing like the granites and the pegmatites that you'd be um, talking about with the spodumene deposits here and, and, and particularly in, in WA in the Territory. So it's a um, it's flat lying. It's quite thick. Some of them up over hundred meters thick, and uh, they go for kilometers and kilometers. So what do we know about it so far? What do you know about it? I'll tell you what I know about it. Next to nothing. I only know what I've read. But what do you know about it? Yeah, let, let me let me tell you about a couple of the um, uh, the key projects in Nevada. So the most advanced one is called Thacker Pass. It's located right up the northern part of of Nevada, and uh, they're actually under construction at the moment. So they're the most advanced lithium claystone, I guess, operation you would call it, um, so far. And it's and it's a big deposit. It's got a forty-year mine life. Uh, they're looking to produce uh, eighty thousand tons per annum of lithium carbonate. So lithium carbonate, hmm. that is the end product. It is the end product, and that's uh, it's a it's it's a battery ready product. So let's go before we get into the processing. At Altair, you've drilled how many holes? Drill one hole. What did it tell you? Uh, we've got two nice zones of lithium mineralisation. Uh, two, they're both 33 and a half metres thick, uh, with the second one ending in mineralisation. One below the other, presumably. It is, yeah, and separated by a zone of, of, of low grade. Um, but, uh, yeah, the first zone was uh, 480 parts per million lithium, and uh, the, the second zone was 508, which, which ended in the lithium mineralisation. So is that high grade, low grade? Negligible. Uh, yeah. Look, well, well, for context, I guess the uh, the the closest lithium deposit to us is American Battery Technology Corporation, and they use three hundred ppm for a cutoff for their resource. So that that'll that'll give you a bit of an idea. So you're in the same ballpark. Oh, we are. We think. I think I, I'd describe this as low grade. Right. Mm. And is there? Can you be uh, presumptuous to say that if you've got these zones here, they're going to continue throughout this in some sort of uniform way throughout this big rock? Oh, look, we're certainly going to be proceeding with our exploration if that's the case. So so that's what you see in that's our little work out. Yeah, well, that's right. We'll be testing the next two holes we're going to drill, and these holes are already permitted. Uh, we'll be coming back with a rig in late October uh, to drill the range two holes, and that will tell us over a seven-kilometre strike uh, whether they are continuous. So you'll have three holes over a 7K strike, and if, if you're getting similar results, then there's a reasonable probability that when you infill them, you'll get something along those lines. Yeah, absolutely. And, and those holes are in a line, so we need to go, um, they're in an east-west line, so we'd go to the north a bit and um, and create a grid, but there you go. So it's probably about as basic as it gets in terms of a drill plan. Well, it is, because it's, it's it's big geology, it's flat-lying, and, and like we've talked about, it's it's continuous. So let's assume this thing is continuous, and you, you end up with the tonnage mat that you need to make this commercial. Mm-hmm. What do you do in the processing sense? What happens then? Yeah, well, if you look at the, the projects that are a bit more advanced, um, they have uh, usually they separate um, the 
clay that hosts the lithium from uh, unwanted material or the gang, uh, that, that can be separated on a density basis. And then it's essentially a, 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 a leaching process. We use hydrochloric or hydrosulfuric sulfuric acid, I should say, uh, to, to leach the lithium out. And so it's in vats. A series of vats, and then it's chemistry to produce um, to precipitate your product. So you're jumping a whole lot of the processing stages that investors would be familiar with, with, with the likes of Pilbara Minerals. You're not producing a concentrate, a six percent concentrate. You're going to extract the clay that hosts lithium out of the overall material, and then you're going to process that further. So all in one go. But from the time the rock goes in at the front of the plant to the end of the plant, you'll end up with a a battery grade. Lithium product. That is the objective. Ordering yeah. on pure lithium. Yeah, lithium carbonate is the product, and that's a you know that's a that's a familiar terminology um, to uh, people uh, people who are in um, the lithium battery industry because it's it's a key battery uh, product. So you measure this lithium carbonate in tons. Yep, tons. So would a ton of lithium carbonate presumably have a lot lower production cost than having to go through a conventional crushing process, a spodumene con? Ship the con, process that, etc. Is is, would this, is this a much easier, simpler, lower cost process? Uh, yeah, it is. Look, depending on your um, and depending a little bit on your mineralogy. So if you look at ASX listed Iron Ear, they've got a um, uh, a project located to the west of us, and their their cost to produce their OPEX is about twenty five hundred dollars a ton of lithium carbonate, and that 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 stacks up. Very what does that mean? That figure doesn't mean anything to me. Well, well, oh. how, how does that how does that work in the scheme of things? Okay, well, you're probably looking at about three and a half thousand plus for a lot of the um, the spodumene project projects. So, so what do we take away from that equation? Well, we're we're producing the produ- <laughs> we'll produce it for a lower cost, right? But it's not only that. But also, there's, so there's the cost side, and if you can produce it for a lower cost, but also on the revenue side, because you're selling a battery product. The thing is with the spodumene mines is that they send that stuff to China as a concentrate. It's yes. the Chinese that head it to, you know, 1,100 degrees Celsius and, and put chemicals in it, and they produce the lithium carbonate. Yeah. So you're cutting out the middleman. Yes. So, again, reducing costs, and you're selling straight to a battery maker. Absolutely. Somewhere, what, in, in, in North America? North America. And there's a, there's a lot of support for that. Uh, the, the Biden administration is uh, very keen on getting a full battery supply chain right from uh, resources, processing, mining, uh, battery production right through to recycling. So you, you would qualify, presuming that if, if these results continue to come in the way you want, you'd qualify for the Biden government's uh, Inflation Reduction Act assistance and the like. Mm, absolutely. So what happens now? Two holes in October? Yep, two holes in October. Uh, we've also staked a new project, which I can... Yes, yes, so, yes. So, so beyond Altair... Mm-hmm. You, you, you've got another lithium uh, card in the pack, haven't you? There is. Uh, we've only just finished staking on the ground and our, and our uh, paperwork has been filed with the, uh, the county and the Bureau of Land Management. And so that's located in northeast Nevada. Now, we staked this ground off the back of some desktop work we did here early in the year. And, um, and our shareholders would be able to tell you, we've been saying we're looking to expand our lithium footprint in, in Nevada. Well, we've gone and done that. And it's on the back of uh, this regional reconnaissance work. We found some old samples that were taken by the uh, Atomic Energy Agency in the 1970s. And those were recently reassayed by the, the United States Geological Survey uh, for, for lithium, amongst other elements. 
So they were originally only analysed for uranium. They were worried about um, energy security back then. Now, one of those samples sits in this new area, and it came up with 400 parts per million lithium, an area with no claims, and uh, on federal land. So we thought, well, let's go and have a look. We went and took some of our own samples, and we've decided to stake it. And what are they hosted in? Claystones. So it's a repeat of LT. Uh, uh, well, it, it is. Uh, the difference The difference being that we've got the claystones sticking out of the surface, whereas LT, they're, they're under a little bit of cover. And so what's the work on the ground plan there, Matt? Look, we're going to do a more systematic surface sampling program. So we'll be doing some soils. Uh, we'll get those results in, in the next month or so. And uh, and then with the results, we're looking to plan some drilling to, to kick off in late October. So you've got two clay-hosted lithium uh, projects in your bag now? Yeah, there's Altair that we've um, talked about. There's Cobre, uh, but we're also looking at staking another one. Where's that? Uh, can't say yet. Ah, <laughs> ah. Why don't we just share it with us and, and the whole truth listeners? Uh, well, yeah, we, we, we're in the process of putting our stakes in the ground, so we, we, we can't say too much at this stage. But um, I can say that it's, it's an exciting bit of ground. More of the same, clay-hosted? More of the same. So re- really, uh, uh, this is where... You're going, astute is going to be a specialist in this clay-hosted lithium. That's the strategy? That's the strategy. Supplying yeah. North American battery producers. Yep. Well, it's, you know, it's, a, it's the right jurisdiction. We've got the right geology for these big deposits. And, uh, and uh, yeah, it's, it's the right strategy for us. There's obviously potential to create vast shareholder wealth here. I mean, you mm. know, we've seen the likes of Pilbara mm. and any other number mm. of companies, yep. uh, you know, Azua, really take off on the back of mm. successful exploration for lithium, mm. it can be extremely financially rewarding. Mm. You've only got a market cap of, what, $15 million? Is that about right? Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. So the leverage here is is obviously enormous. You know, two or three holes along Altair, mm. uh, you'd be in business. Mm. Well, we're looking for another Thacker Pass, yeah. and that's a, that project is a $4.95 million, a billion mm. NPV. So a company with all this upside in lithium and, and some great, obviously some great potential here, You've got this mineral sands project kicking away in the background. What, what, what? Tell us a little bit about that and how that might work for you. Yeah, sure. So, so we had you know, we needed the change in the board composition. We took good, took a good hard look at all the projects that were already in the then Astro Resources. Um, we consider ourselves a, a critical metals explorer. So the mineral sands wasn't, I wouldn't say, it was a natural fit, but we did see some value there. So for us, the strategy is to uh, crystallise that value. We'll do a mineral resource update later in the year and looking to uh, produce a scoping study in the first quarter. So at that point, that's the that's the point where we're going to realise the value of the project and, it can, and we can look at our options there. But we don't see it as central to the stable. It's not a core asset per se, but it might create some value for you uh, down the track, which what you could then put into your more core assets of Nevada lithium. Yeah, absolutely. So so if we can uh, get some interest from one of the other mineral sands players in the region, uh, we, we, look, we think it's a very attractive project, and uh, if we can, if we can uh, sell that project, then the proceeds will look to roll into the lithium projects in North America, and we uh, won't be diluting shareholders as much as, as uh, otherwise we might need to. Now, it's been remiss of me, we've overlooked one rather important fact here, that, that on your board... You have a few blokes who have been there and done this before. Uh, the chairman, Tony Leibovitz, famous for his role in Pilbara Minerals. Absolutely, yeah. Tony was one of the founders, uh, along with Neil Biddle. So uh, it's 
fantastic to have him on our board. Uh, but we've also got John Young, and he was instrumental in, in uh, getting Pilbara up and running, running as well. So you've got some Pilbara uh, lithium uh, pedigree in the pack there, haven't you? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So they've been there and they've done it. Tony's certainly got a track record of making money for shareholders. Mm. Oh, he does indeed. Yeah. So he's executive chairman while you're carrying the uh, the expiration baton. Is that is that how how it works at the moment? Yep, that's right. So so the hence you're you're speaking to me because this is an expiration company and Tony sees you as being the the man at the front of the journey. Uh, that's that's about right. Ter- terrific. <laughs> well, look, it sounds like a fascinating project. You can see that another two or three holes could change the game entirely, mm. couldn't it? Mm. And a fifteen million dollar market cap. Well, the leverage speaks for itself. Yeah, look, and and it's going to be really exciting what we get out of Cobra and staking this new project. Those are um, those are absolute uh, world class potential out of both of those. It's been fantastic, Matt. Thanks for your time. I think the opportunity, the upside, is obviously uh, enormous. A few more holes, and it'll it'll make the story. Yeah, absolutely, Paul. Great. Good luck, and we'll come and revisit it sometime in later October, early November, when those holes are. Have been have been completed. Yeah, great. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Matt. Cheers. You've been listening to the Whole Truth, a Resources Rising Stars podcast, produced by Resource Media, hosted by Paul Armstrong for Reed Corporate. Please note that Reed Corporate does not provide investment advice, and investors should seek personalised advice before making any investment decisions.